Welcome back to another episode of 50 Shades of NBA. I'm Nathan. I'm Trey. And this is episode number 33 today. And with that being said, we'll get into our usual who wore the NBA number. And I got for you Stefan Marbury, three seasons, and Marcus Gasol with 12. And of course, Larry Legend. Uh, for me, I'm going to hit you with the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the Patrick Ewing, mm-hmm. And the Kobe Bryant, but in high school at Lower Marion in Philadelphia. Okay, that was good. That was hey, really good. I think I won today. That was very good. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the the, the ending one kind of solidified it. Yeah, for I you. took it. I took it. It uh, really did. So, so props to you. Thank Next you. week, I got you. Appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. This podcast is the first now. It's going to be the first one of a long series where we're officially... Mm-hmm going to be an online podcast we're not in the same room anymore mm-hmm. sadly it is sad it's sad indeed but it comes from so, a, a, a place of, of happiness though it does new new beginnings new roads new chapters in our life we're graduated i'm now a retired ncaa college athlete <laughs> so with that being said i got a 10 cent bet last night on a moneyland lakers <laughs> <laughs> And I won because obviously the Lakers won, but more on that later. And I, I reaped in seven extra cents. Look at you. Look at you, man. I know. I know. Feels pretty damn good. Not even retired for Feels like a week and you're already betting. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was quick with it. Been waiting, dude. I've been waiting. Yeah. Like a good little boy. Came, uh-huh. A good, responsible, collegiate athlete. Yeah, if you, if you hadn't been waiting, though, like if you had been betting the entire time, Nathan... Mm-hmm. Like, what could the NCAA do now, even though? Probably take away the two years of eligibility that I do have left. That's a great point. Because when we that, go get, that'd be, yeah, that'd make the most sense. Because when we go get our master's, Nathan, you're just going to use those uh-huh. last two years. Touche. I yeah. could. I very well could. Even better, you know what yeah, we should do? That'd be kind of fun, though. We hmm. should both go to a college that sucks at okay. basketball. And see if we can walk on at for basketball. <laughs> that sounds good. Like a D three sure we, we garbage basketball team. NAIA. Yeah. NAIA. Yeah. Something. Something dude. Walk on. Yeah. That's your new mission. Not a bad idea. I'm gonna give you that okay. mission. Find us a school. Of the hundreds. Yeah. Find us of a the school. hundreds of schools that exist in the Division three level. We could find one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially one that, you know, maybe they're down on in admission uh, numbers and they're just like, man, we need two. We need two terrible, inexperienced basketball players just for numbers. Keep the school afloat. Yeah. And on top of that, we'd be like, yeah, we run a podcast. We'll promote your team. Mm-hmm. First uh, sponsored basketball team by the players who run a podcast. Bam. Bam. The only podcast, by the way. In, uh, the only podcast the in human history, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. No, yeah, I, I did check the other day that it checks out. It really does. Yeah, I Googled podcasts and they, they said, Do you mean fifty shades of NBA podcasts? And I was like, Oh, I guess I do. Mm-hmm. Like, well, would you look at that? Yeah, I like that, Trey. Yeah. But it is sad One though. Day. We are we are online now. Um mm-hmm. Nathan, you have gone back home to Colorado. I'm still here in Dubuque, waiting for you to return, missing you every night. Appreciate that. It's only been a couple nights, right? Yeah. What? Yeah, Sunday. I left Sunday. So. Yeah, you you ditched out on Sunday. I almost I almost started crying. You know how it be. I did. 
No, it was really bittersweet. I uh, got the emotions out on uh, the drive, twelve-hour drive home, so it was pretty good. Yeah, but it's rough. Ready to rock. It'd be what it be, but ready to rock. We're still here to bring mm-hmm. content. Uh, still here. Damn Our straight. TikTok's been Enjoy going crazy. Yeah, no, you guys definitely have to check out the TikTok page. Uh, Trey's been popping off with a butt ton of content, and it's it's hilarious to look at. Um, spent a lot of time just like and reposting because I enjoyed it. And then, I don't know, we'll, we'll definitely be going way harder on that for, uh, for your entertainment and also ours because I enjoy making them a lot. I like so. making them. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Um, we'll put it on our Instagram. I don't know about Twitter just because it doesn't really translate super well from Twitter to TikTok or vice versa. Yeah, but, I agree. But oh well. it works out when it needs to work out. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Indubitably. Well, Indubitably, that being said, Trey, damn straight we are somehow. Hey, six to eight weeks, we'll have that diploma too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll jump right into it. Uh, um, after our podcast last week on on Tuesday, uh, Mike Budenhoser was let go, relieved of his jobs as uh, the Milwaukee Bucks head coach, and that came off of a five game elimination series against the Miami Heat who are currently doing great in their respective playoff series we'll talk about that in a minute but yeah Mike was let go championship head coach just a couple of years ago a couple of years removed um but when that news came out Trey what like what did you think was it the right move for the Bucks to do and how do you feel about it now I don't know I feel like it needed to happen um mm-hmm. I for some reason I'm a really big fan of coach Bud um Mm-hmm. At the same time, that series is almost unforgivable at this point with how they just kind of fell yeah. apart, lost to the eighth seed, lost to a play-in team. Yep. Like, what are you, what are you really going to do with that? And I understand that this is kind of the point of a play-in is to be, you know, anyone can win. No one really expects this eighth-seeded Heat team to be doing what they're doing, yeah. especially to, honestly, probably the favorite in the East to go to the championship this yeah. year, to go to the finals. You're not wrong to say that. Probably probably Especially. the favorite in the league to to win a championship. So I think it needed to happen that Coach Bubba was like, go. Um, he was on the mm-hmm. hot seat a lot when before their championship run. Yes, they like, were. They talked about it every year, how they were always the first seed, never made it past the second round or made it to the finals. Yep. And they were like, wow, this is Coach Bud's last year. If they don't win a championship, he's fired. And then they won a championship. Yeah. So they're like, well, crap. Like, I want to get rid of Coach Bud, but I don't know. Kind of can't now. Yeah, you kind of yeah. can't. So you kind of, it kind of needed to happen uh, more or less, but yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It still feels a little no, weird watching a championship that. coach walk out. Walk away. Yeah, yeah, two years removed. They still, you know, like you said, they're the number one seed this year. And by all means, I think the playoff uh, series loss to the Heat was a blunder, like you said, and I don't know how I feel about Mike being let go. Damian Lillard shared some thoughts on it um, after he was fired and removed from his position. He's like, how do you let go of a championship level coach? Um, Which I appreciate a lot. I don't think he was, I don't know. I I can't put the whole blame of it on him. Um, Maybe like 50-50, half on him, half the players. Because Giannis and couple other Bucks players were 
very vocal about how they looked past the heat. They're already looking towards, you know, playing the Cavs or Knicks in, in the next round. So obviously there's not a lot of focus on the player aspect, player side of it, which I do also understand that, you know, a lot of it is reflected down from the coaching position. But I don't know if I would have let go, let go of him now. Um, if they underperformed again next season, I'd be more willing to listen to that. Yeah, It's just, it's so hard to find championship level teams with a team that like most of their core for all intents and purposes, like is the same from that championship run, like Giannis Brooke, K Middleton and Drew Holiday. And they're all and playing then, just as well, but, if not better. Yeah, no, they definitely were. They definitely were. Um, Giannis again, another top three MVP season, Middleton come back from injury this year. He was, he was doing all right. Um, and then Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday, uh, both first team all defense. Like Another at level some point, this year. when I look at that, yeah, when I look at that, like the team, the individual players were so good. It's just they failed to show up night in and night out against uh, Miami Heat team that's definitely less talented than them, outside of Jimmy Butler and Bam on the occasional night. But I don't know. I I think a lot of it, how I'm looking at it, falls on the players for this but Mm -hmm. i do appreciate your perspective on that yeah it kind of also goes back to that like um i don't know if you saw what draymond said about his loss that when you lock down the stars that certain players like if they beat you they beat you you just kind of have to live with it like he was saying about lonnie walker and that's kind of what happened with the heat buck series is i mean jimmy was going god mode and dropping yeah 30 40 50 like going crazy Doing uh, everything he needed to. But Bam was shut down completely by Lopez. Like he was mm-hmm. not he was not having a good series. Um, it really was just like Max Drews, Gabe Vincent, all these guys who you most a resurgence teams, of Duncan Robinson. A resurgence of Duncan Robinson. It's it's players you're gonna look past. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a certain level where the coaching brings that out of you, right? Where Eric Spolstra is able to like be like, No, we're gonna have Gabe Vincent take this, we're gonna have uh, Duncan Robinson after being garbage all year and having the worst contract in the NBA play shoot lights out mm-hmm. the entire game. Like there's a certain level of like the coaching, like coach Bob was straight up out coached. Right. And there's always yeah. going to be an extra set of motivation for players to when they are the underdogs, right. When you're the AC coming yep. in, gets that first game series, but you got I nothing mean, to lose. Exactly. And I feel like every other time that an eight has beat a one, there's been a major injury. I think back to the last time it happened, it was um, Sixers versus Bulls. Bulls were the first seed. Sixers won the series in six, I believe. Because Derrick Rose got injured in game two towards ACL for the first time. And so that was, you know, the major catalyst for there because it was, yeah, they had the underdog and then they had the momentum and then the Bulls lost their best star. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of like that sort of situation. I can't remember... Um, the 1980-something Knicks also beat, beat the first seed with Patrick Ewing. Shout out number 33. Okay. Um, but I think <laughs> there was a major injury in that first series as well. And once mm-hmm. you have that eight, eight seed beating the first seed, you have a certain level of momentum, right? Because you're just like, Absolutely. wow, I, I killed the champion. Like, I killed mm-hmm. – like, I beat the best team. The respective favorite, yep. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's a certain level of, like – knee-jerk reaction from the Bucks, going like, oh, we're just going to get rid of Bud. And there's also mm-hmm. a certain level of like, well, is Bud actually a good coach? Or did he just get carried? Because yeah, Giannis, I fair. mean, they, I'm, I'm not going to say they won in large part only to Giannis, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but Giannis was like knocking down free throws, was doing all the things yep. that he couldn't do that he needed to step up. He was doing mm-hmm. those things in that playoff run, and especially in those championships when he had 50 on like 20 for 20 on free throws. Like that's unheard of for Giannis. So yeah, I, I don't think coach Bud is a good coach. Um, I, I, I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's a good coach who had a great team. And I think the bucks have been looking for a reason to get rid of him because mm-hmm. they know he's no. not very good. And they were they trying do. to get rid yeah. of him in the first place. No, that's fair. Um, they definitely have been looking for a couple of years now that you kind of shed a light on to get rid of him. And if he didn't win it two what? Yeah. Two years ago, then he probably would have been gone that year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously he bought, bought himself a little more time, but I don't know. Well, we'll see. I, I just look at that roster again and there is so much talent and like potential for them to have done good. And I just don't see how the players didn't deliver yeah. on their end. Like the other guys, Giannis went down game one, um, missed game two, right? Yeah. Missed, missed game two. Um, but even still, he was available the, the three other games and the bucks in all of those games were, were favored. It felt like every game the heat won, uh, everyone looked at it as, as a fluke, even in that game five elimination game, the, the bucks were still favored pretty heavily in, in that matchup. So I agree. I don't know. I, the role players didn't step up. They didn't show up for that series, but I can also see how you appoint that to, to coaching. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird situation. It definitely falls on both sides. Yeah. But it's a weird situation and it, it's shocking to see a coach who's had so much success not be the head coach there anymore. Because Coach Bud yeah. was, um, do you remember where he was before he was with the Bucks? Uh, I want to just say he's a Popovich disciple. Um, I believe he might be, but before he was with the okay. Bucks, he was the Hawks head coach with the Paul oh, Millsap, right. Al Horford, mm-hmm. um, Jeff T, Kyle Korver mm-hmm. core that had sixty wins. Yep. And the reason that he left them in the first place is they, the Hawks were like, we're going to start a rebuild. Do you want to be the head coach of a rebuilding team? And he said, I would prefer not to. And so they said, we'll let you go. And then he went to the bucks because Jason Kidd was failing as a head coach there because they had the, I want to say it was the worst opponent three point field goal percentage from corners. Like Mm -hmm. teams were shooting above 50% from three in the corners against Jason Kidd's defense. So the Bucks have never really had that great coach. So they jumped on Bud when he became available Mm -hmm. because they wanted to take him to the next level. And coach Kidd had, I think he had two supporters on the entire team that still wanted him to be there. And the supporters were Jason Terry and uh, Giannis. (laughs) And they were like, don't fire coach Kidd. And every other player was like, I want coach Kidd gone. So they got coach Bud. Yeah. Get that man out of here. Coach Bud came in, was leading them to regular mm-hmm. season, like one seeds, wasn't doing anything in the playoffs. So they're like, we're going to fire you. Championship comes out. Boom. Can't fire him anymore. There you go. Now I'll be curious though, to, uh, to look at this year's head coaching cycle and see who the bucks go after. I haven't heard any, any names that they're specifically targeting. I don't know about you, but I mm-hmm. feel like it's been pretty quiet from the bucks after they let go of, it has been of Mike. I assume, so. I assume they're doing an in-house promotion first, mm-hmm. right? Because 
Ooh, I take that back. Are. I did. Uh, oh wait, no, this is uh, this is for the Raptors job. I, Bucky or Becky Hammond's name came up for the Raptors job, but I was thinking of her for for the Bucks. She came up for the uh, yeah, no, Pistons that makes job sense. too. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I was actually going to talk about the Raptors though because when uh, they fired Dwayne Casey, they yep. promoted their assistant coach Nick Nurse to be head coach. So maybe mm-hmm. Nick Nurse to to Milwaukee now. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool to see. I think uh, I do like Nick Nurse better. I do too. As a head coach than I do like Mike Budenholzer. So it'd be an upgrade. Maybe not not like a leap, but at least a step towards what the Bucks are, are yeah. looking for from a coaching position. That's fair. So. Um, I don't know. I feel like the same three names are like always in my head for coaching positions, and it's always. Mm-hmm. At least this year, it's Nick Nurse, um, it's it's Becky Hammond, and it's uh, Jaron yeah. Collins, the assistant for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Those are like yeah, the three names enough. that I like the most for head coaching, I guess, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Sixers end up losing, um, Doc Rivers is also probably gone. Yep. Um, I think Becky Hammond would be really cool to be a Sixers head coach, but I, I don't want to... not going that far into the future, because if Doc wins, yeah. wins us the Celtics series... Yeah, hey. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's a perfect little transition. So we can get into that series. The Sixers the other night evened it up uh, 2-2 behind uh, excellent James Harden performance. Fantastic. After what he had a lackluster game two and three. Mm-hmm. So he's proven to everyone it was not just one game. It was it's just two games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just two games. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But I'll, I'll let you get into that as a, a resident Sixers writer, Sixers fan. So let me hear what the big guys say, Trey. Yeah, I mean, I, it was it was a gutsy win. Marcus Smart almost won it at the mm-hmm. buzzer. Um, thank God, you know, that one second went by before he shot it. But it was it was a crazy game. James Harden took over, um, especially in the fourth quarter. I think he finished with like forty five or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, was going absolutely insane. He hit multiple, like, just top-of-the-key mid-range jumpers, right? Which yeah. is something that, like, most casual but super analytically-based uh, NBA fans are against, right? Is those mm-hmm. mid-range shots. It's the go-to shot for the playoffs because the only place you're going to get so much space without a crap ton mm-hmm. passing. And so it was nice to see Harden just hit those repeatedly. Um, and then finally there was just... I think they were down by two. They're down by two or they're down by one with like 20 seconds left. And they found James Harden in the corner. He hit the game winning three. They came up the court, passed it around. Marcus Smart waited, or it took a second to get to Marcus Smart. He shot the ball. Time expired before he shot it and he drilled it. So it was, it was a heart, heart wrenching, like anxiety filled, terrified for my life game. Emotional roller coaster. I was so least. scared, and it felt like every single time that the Celtics went down the court, it was just a bucket, just yeah. immediately. No, oh, you love to see it. I'm uh, I'm happy to see that the Sixers went back evened it because uh, I was saying last week that I do like them in the series. So having Harden respond in the manner that he did do is perfect to see. Uh, and they're going back to to Boston right for for Game Five. Yes, so. sir. They're playing right now. You just gotta you, you gotta hope that that carries over and yeah yeah they're playing right now. Last time I looked, they had a double digit lead, um, somewhere in the third quarter. So 
Embiid had like 21 at half, something like that. But they're playing well. As long as you have the duo of Joel Embiid and Harden playing well together, then you're in good hands. And Harden... Although, um, oh, I was going to ask, can you can you tell me like how Maxi is doing in this series? He's off and on. I feel like he's been so quiet. Okay. He, he's um, been so quiet. He's been low-key... Like, he'll have efficient games that are quiet, mm-hmm. or he'll just yeah. have bad games. Like, he'll get 15 okay. on, like, eight shots some games, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll take it. Like, f- he'll get, like, 14 points on, like, on. they put up tour dates a lot. Harden and Maxi have been putting mm-hmm. up tour dates in game two and three because yeah, they would legitimately go for, like, uh, four for 22 three for 17, like stuff like that. And it was just, yeah. it looked like tour dates. And so it was just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of it. Like I saw a lot of memes of like, cause Tyrese Maxey want is such a fan of having James Harden and he's often like <laughs> trying to emulate him. And so that's yeah. why they did like the beard thing on Harden's game one performance. Yeah. And so they're like, Oh, Maxey's trying to emulate Harden, put up more tour dates with him. But he's been kind of missing, <laughs> but he's a younger player. Yeah. I mean, this is what he maybe is. like his third year. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is his third year. I so. only bring him up. I only bring him up because he's one of the dudes that you and I have talked talked a lot about off the podcast, and he's expecting a bag for all intents and yes, purposes sir. this this off season. And I don't know now. Now is like the prime time that you want to show your skills and kind of show the the moments not too big, and especially in games when Harden isn't playing well and Embiid isn't uh, available um, yeah. like we've seen. He's like, he's the dude you want to step up. Like all respect to Tobias Harris, but I, I don't really think he, he's at that level anymore. I don't um, think he's anywhere yeah, near you guys where he's ha- supposed yeah, to be. He, You haven't needed him though to be at that level though this entire season. So I don't know. I, I do want to see more out of Maxi. Um, but yeah, you're smiling right now. What uh, what are you looking at? Just looked up the score. Minute twenty, uh, how, how minute twenty seven left in the fourth quarter. Seventy six ers up okay. one thirteen to one hundred and one. Oh, that's beautiful. Hey, that hey, is beautiful. You want to know how much Tyrese Maxey has right now? Is he going? Uh, I'm gonna say twenty five. He got thirty. Sorry. Okay. See, there you go, Tyrese Maxey. Talking yeah, down boy. on your name and you're responding in in a beautiful manner. Well, that that worked out really well. That worked out perfect. I just looked it up. This will be the first time the 76ers have won a game five in the Uh second round of the playoffs since 2001. Holy sh... They've lost six straight. (laughs) That is honestly really impressive. For game five specifically in the second round. That's awesome. Yeah, Game five is a decider. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Way to go. There we go. Feeling really good about my my sixes pick right about now. Oh, thank God. Trey is very happy. Very happy, man. Oh, but we perfect. just suck so Way bad at game five. Not anymore. It's a thing of the past. Assuming the minute 27 go according to plan. We're good. We, go, we scored again. There's only 21 seconds left. It's over. Okay. Perfect. Oh, thank Let's God. Joel has got 33. Maxi, thank you for uh for stepping up big. Literally moments after I was doubting your playoff performance up to this point, but Oh, thank God. I you know, I wouldn't even say I was down there. I was just saying I expected more out of him. Yeah. And he delivered tonight. Give him the bag, bro. Pay Maxi. Uh, 
how much uh, do you think he deserves? What do you what do you think he deserves? Max. Max. I'd give it to him right now. That's twenty five percent of the salary cap. The salary cap is what one oh something. Current Dude. NBA salary cap. I don't know. Like that's like twenty. That's probably like thirty million dollars a year. Okay. Yeah, for your third best player. Yeah, I mean, soon to be second, bro. I mean, James Harden's not going to be playing be like this forever. On that trajectory. Nope, definitely on that trajectory. So. Speaking of Harden, he's got 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 10 assists, which is what I what what we've been missing from That's Harden perfect. this series is the consistent yeah. um, distributor for Ooh. Harden. Because he was distributor all year long, like the best distributor mm-hmm. in the NBA. Um, legally, 10.7 assists. Uh, yep. And... We just haven't had that. Like he's been getting like four all, yeah. all series. Whether he's dropping forty or if he's dropping, you know, eleven, he's getting like four assists yeah. with it. So seeing seventeen, ten, and eight is is very evenly <sighs> distributed. So we're going back to Philadelphia. Uh when is the next game? Would it be Saturday? Three two lead. There's no way it's all the way back Saturday. to Saturday. I think game Friday? seven I think game game seven is supposed to be a Saturday. Thursday. Oh. Thursday, okay. May 11th. Oh, okay. So we'll be back in Philadelphia gotcha. for a potential elimination game. Sixers and six. Sixers in Sixers hopefully six. at all. I don't care when, just at all. Ring that bell. Ring that bell, baby. Ring that bell. Bro, That's Joel awesome. Embiid's never once. It's final, by the way. 115-103. Let's go. Um, Joel Embiid's Perfect. never made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Until this year, dude. Until this year. Stop saying things, bro. Miami. Go knock on something. Trey, Trey. I... I'm knocking on wood, but I, I can say these things. That you're, I'm not a Sixers fan. Stop it. So I'm watching. I'm observing this playoffs. Be I'm a Sixers fan playoffs. for this playoffs with me. I'll say it for you. Oh, my God. I'm so I scared. I mean, I'll root for him. I'll root for him. I'm so scared. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, the Heat scare me. <laughs> the Heat, you know what? The Heat are weird. They, they've had historically, or at, at least recently, good playoff series against the Bucks and the Sixers, so... I do understand that fear. Um, Jimmy Butler, kind of a scary man right now. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. When did yeah, the no, Heat play sense, the Sixers? All right, have they not matched up? The last time the, the Heat played the like Sixers in the playoffs years? was... Maybe I'm just thinking Bucks. I think you're bugging, bro. Cause, so the, the Heat All right, I must be bugging. made their, their, their Eastern Conference Championship year because they beat... Um, a team mm-hmm. that wasn't the Sixers. Yep. Might have been the Nets, actually. And then they beat the Bucks. And then they beat the Hawks. No, not the Hawks. They beat the Celtics, I think. Something in that order. All right. We're bugging. We're bugging. And then the 2017 Just series. Just the Bucks trip tonight. The 2017 series, I believe, was um, the first year the Sixers made the playoffs with the, with the process. Ben mm-hmm. Simmons rookie year. Rookie year. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, course, the Heat Sixers played that year, but opinion. it was in five because it was Mass Joel, and he was murdering fools. Okay, getting bugged. I think it was in five. Masked any player is sick. Masked any player is sick. Um, I love when they're like mask player, and then he sucks. Like he has a horrible mm-hmm. game. I remember Devin Booker had a masked game in the finals against the Bucks, and he played <laughs> like crap. Yep, I remember that. I remember that. Takes a special type of individual to pull off a masked game performance. LeBron, Joel, those type of guys. LeBron. Day, you know, Jalen Brown. Brown. Mask Jalen Brown scary. scary. Um, that being said, if the it Celtics is. do lose this series against Philadelphia, 
Jalen Brown is gone. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't stay there anymore. Gonzo. Garbanzo. Oh, hell no. I wouldn't either. No, get out of there, Jalen. I don't know where you're going to go. Yeah, unless the Celtics won a championship this year, I wouldn't. I wouldn't stay regardless, yeah. even if they made it to the conference finals. He said he wanted to make, or there was a report that he wanted to make an all NBA team and he did not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that if he didn't make it, he was going to go somewhere where he could make it. Cause I mean, a lot of people look at that and were like, Oh, that's so stupid and superficial. That literally affects your contract. Yeah, it definitely does. If you when, make uh, Gordon assume, Hayward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Didn't make, yeah. When Gordon Hayward didn't make it uh, a couple of years ago when he was on the Utah jazz, like the jazz couldn't offer him the amount of money he wanted. That's why he left. Yeah. It was unfortunate so. because I don't remember how many you have to make, but if you make a certain amount of those, you have a certain mm-hmm. amount of all defensive selections, a certain amount of all-star selections, the max contract from yep. you grows. So right now, Jalen Brown's eligible for a 35% max, like 35% mm-hmm. of the salary cap would be his max contract. I think the Celtics can give him like a 40% max or something. But yeah. if he was, if he had made it, I feel like, I don't know if I'm right about this, but I think he would have gone up to the 40% threshold and the Celtics would have been able to offer like a 45%. Or mm-hmm. maybe maybe I have, maybe sense. it's 30 and 35. That might have been what it is. Yeah. And he could have gotten up we'll to go the 40. But, yeah. but a significant, uh, significant amount more money yeah. that you could make just for making all-NBA teams. So All-NBA teams, MVPs, DPOYs, they all have mm-hmm. an effect on this. All-Stars. Yep, definitely does. Definitely does. And when you're on Trying a team, get that bag, bro. you're that second option, bro. Like he, I don't think he can sign a contract as much worth as much money as Chris Middleton at this point. Mm-hmm. I think he's blocked from it, which is crazy to say. That's crazy, because mm-hmm. he's he's a way better player than Chris Middleton at least for this season. At least forever. So, yeah, I mean, from now on, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. I wish the best for him. Can't wait for him to be on the Jazz. So it makes sense. I mean, the Jazz makes sense. It does. You're gonna get you're gonna Definitely get a good does. pick this year. Yep. What are you projected? Like seven, seven or eight, somewhere in that range. Uh, we're higher? in the teens. Teens. We're in the teens. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see where draft lotto puts us. But I'm excited for the draft lotto because I've done a lot of research mm-hmm. into players this year, so I'm actually excited for it for yes, once. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Watching yeah, film no, for fun. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> we should Getting do. Scout right. Oh wait, I was gonna say, I was gonna say we should do a live um, YouTube. What, like stream the draft and just kind of talk yeah, over it. If we, uh, if we could like get our Skype, I don't know how that works, but there's ways to make it work. Be fun. Unfortunately, yeah. I've already committed to another uh, NBA live stream for the draft. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You know what? It's unfortunate. I'll tune into that then. I'll, I'll leave comments. I'll try to get you to come on. Leave comments. Try to see if I can get you on. Oh, that'd be sick. Talk to Zach. Sick. All right. Word. Well, stay tuned for that guys. <laughs> But um, going on to our Heat and Knicks series, oh my which gosh. it currently sits at three one. Yep, I go to the other Eastern Conference, uh, Eastern Conference series. This uh, it's been so ugly. It's been Knicks gross. Fan. It's been real gross. It really has. It, it's been the Miami Heat show. It has. And been. Jimmy Butler, like he hasn't even had games like he he had in the first round of the the NBA playoffs so far, which. If I'm a Knicks fan watching this, I'm like, how the hell are we getting smoked Seriously. like we are every single game? And I watched um, the fourth quarter last night for for the Knicks and Heat game, and 
it's not even like it was a blowout. It was just watching it. You could just tell that the heart and the want to actually win the game from uh, the New York Knicks players, it wasn't there. Um, I look at a stupid foul, offensive foul from Julius Randle when he did have five, mm-hmm. and he's driving into the paint and commits a, a charge on uh, – who was it? I don't even know. Commits a charge on one of the Miami Heat players, and it's like, why, why are you driving in that aggressive with five fouls? And there's like maybe – four minutes left on the clock and you're you're within 10 so i don't know just a lot of lackluster performances um again going back to julius randall he's catching a lot of strays right now but uh watching his first quarter effort first quarter it was so pathetic dude like this dude broke down literally every single significant series um or possession that the knicks were either on defense or offense and there's just so many mental mistakes I don't even know about mental mistakes because the, the effort and I don't. It, it was it was sad to see. The effort was not there to say the least. Um, not getting back on defense, hardly putting a, a hand up to contest a shot on defense. Yeah. Um, stupid, silly elementary basketball turnovers and um, positioning on, on offense on the first quarter too. So you can't even say he, he's gassed or you know exhausted because. The game just tipped off. Yeah. But, yeah, he, they're definitely going to advance. Yeah. Maybe five, maybe six. Definitely in five. Yeah. I'd like to see it, see it be in five. I would love to see the Knicks make but. a 3 1 comeback, though, because I like this Knicks team. You don't like this Knicks team. You just want an easier opponent for. for That's the not true. I do like this Knicks team. That totally is. We just talked about this, how I love Julius like Randle. No, I know. I, yeah, I like Brunson a lot, and Brunson's been putting his whole heart and soul into the series, which is more than I can say for, for his teammates right now. Yeah, I can. Um, did you see? There's a a quote from Julius Randle in in uh, his his presser where he says, "I don't know, maybe they just wanted it more." Yep, yep. It's sad. I did, I did see that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it goes back to everything I just freaking said. Like, what? Exactly. What do you mean? Maybe they just wanted it more. Why do you not want it? (laughs) Like, what do you not? Is it the cheese touch? Like, do you not want to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, bro? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, early in the show, I said uh, the Bucks were looking past the Heat, which they probably were, but the Cavs were also looking past uh, New York onto the Bucks. mm -hmm. Um, I got those two flip flops, but got it. I, I do. Know. I do have some playoff yeah. notes from um, Click Productions runs an Instagram page called Nick's Nick's Click. Um, I'm so I'm gonna run through this. So Julius Randle now has the yeah. fifth lowest field goal percentage in playoff history through his two runs. Jesus, it's the worst since 1954. Oh my god. Um, it is a 34. You didn't even know how to shoot the ball. 34.1 percent field goal percentage in the playoffs in 13 games. 34. 34.1. Yeah. Julius, what are we doing? It's what rough, man. Doing, it's the, the four people ahead of him. Stop me if you know any of them. Joe Fulks. Okay. Chick yep. Halbert. Bellis yep. Smowley. Or Ed oh Sadowski. Nope. Exactly. Six exactly. last name uh, on Sadowski, but no idea who that is. Uh, you do know the sixth place player, though. He has a field goal percentage of 34.2. Ooh. 
His name? Okay. Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy, the goat. Bob Cousy just keeps popping up. It's not our fault. That can guard all five positions. If you're anti-Bob Cousy, like, tell the universe, because they're clearly telling us to talk about Bob Cousy. I got more. I got Bob Cousy. I got more Knicks stacks for you, though. Okay. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Every New York Knicks is averaging less points in the playoffs, except for Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Emmanuel quickly himself has lowered his scoring by six points, his field goal wow. percentage by 10 per, 10% from field goal, and 13% oh lower from three-point. And that, you said that's the whole playoffs, not even just this series? No, just the whole playoffs. Cleveland, bro, what are you doing? How, how did you lose to this? Nobody's playing as good as they did in the regular season. Quentin Grimes? Oh. Quentin Grimes, yep. Their, their young three-point shooting specialist is shooting 17% from three. That's really good. <laughs> That's one way to say it. Uh, <laughs> and then on top of that, the only three-point shooter above league average is Josh Hart, yeah. 36% from three. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm speechless. It's bad. The Knicks are down horrendous. Okay. And to be fair, like is they are more a, of a defense. Is it no? It's not more of a Tom Thibodeau thing. Get out okay. of here. Yeah. Um, it might. It might be. You know, I'm not a big fan of Thibodeau. Honestly, um, I yeah. think it's a. I think it's a. It's a leadership thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that um, the last time the Knicks made the second round of the playoffs, the average age of their te- of their roster was like 32 or something. Such old men. And they lost like two starters to retirement. One started a free agency and they retained like Carmelo Anthony and lost the other one to injury all next season. So like the the future is a lot brighter now than it was previously. It definitely is. Um, It definitely is. But yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So I, I like the Knicks. Um, I think Barrett's Mm -hmm. been really great um, at points in times. He's shown a lot more flashes than he was earlier in the season. So I think R.J. Barrett's really Stepped solidifying his playoff. ability to play in New York under MSG lights in New York media. Mm-hmm. He can handle that. Um, I think Jalen Brunson's been solid. He's been averaging basically the yeah. same numbers he played he had all season, except on Regular like season. I think it was like seven percent lower efficiency. Like it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Julius Randle gotcha. obviously is playing horrendous basketball. He's averaging like 16 points mm-hmm. when he was averaging 24 on the regular season. Like it's, it's That's crazy. drastic what's happening in this situation. And it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. even to begin to talk about or even think about how badly you need to crumble or how badly you need to be out coached by someone. Eric Spolstra, one of the greatest coaches of our generation. Yep. Um, also, at what point did we start like putting Eric Spolstra in like, Top ten coaches, top five coaches all time. Couple more rings. A couple more rings, bro. Maybe, maybe one. One more, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. One more, okay, that's fine. A couple more. He's already got I'd like okay three. Two. He's got two. Be cool. He's yeah. got two. He was LeBron's that's coach, great. right? Give me one more. Yeah, he was LeBron's <clears throat> coach in Miami. I think, I think. So. Yeah, because he's been um, there for a minute. Or I, it might have been Pat Riley, yeah. but still, Spo is like. Is like, Spo is clear Doc Rivers in my mind, right? Minimum. 
Oh yeah, I, I like him way way better Spose than Doc Rivers. cleared Tom Thibodeau. Way better than Doc Rivers. Um, yep. I I'm gonna give you a hot take here. I think Eric Spolstra is a better head coach than Steve Kerr. Ooh. Ooh. I think Spolstra has had to do more with less than Steve Kerr. That makes him. But better. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can just That's say true. because of the talent Steve Kerr has around him that he's getting what is expected out of him. Bro lost Steph Curry for a year coach. and could not figure out how to win more than 30 games. They, they weren't really trying to win more than 30 games, though. They, they weren't were trying beginning. to be good that year. They had, they had Draymond Greenlee in that team because Clay had, was also out with injury. Let's clarify. It was worse than that. They had Eric Paschal leading that team. Uh, exactly. That, that team's not trying to win yeah. games. That's, I mean, that's fair. But still, I maintain. I maintain. They could have done more. Ah. They had D'Lo that year. They had Dre. They had Steph for part of that year, but Steph also shot, like, I think 28% from three that year. Steph wasn't Stephen. Nope. He only played, like, like 20-something games. Like, 22 games, probably. Mm-hmm. So, it's understandable. I always think about that, though. Yeah. When I look at stats, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow. Kids someday are going to be like, Dad, is this the greatest shooter of all time? And I'm like, yep. And I go, what happened this year when he shot 23% in the middle of like two years removed from his MVP and one year before yeah. he won a championship? You're like, son, I have no idea. Steve Kerr proved he, he couldn't coach that year. couldn't do anything. <laughs> Steve Kerr put something in the water, made Steph not shoot. I don't know. I don't know why Steve Kerr. I don't know where Steve Kerr actually ranks in my mind. I think I'm going to have to wait till after the Steph retires and I'm going to have to see like three seasons without Steph. Okay. I'm cool with that. Which in all reality is like less than a decade away. Yeah. It's definitely within this 10 year period that we're about to enter. Um, that nobody can run forever. That being said, do you think LeBron can play till he's 50? 50? 50. No. Come on. LeBron cannot play till he's 50 years old. At LeBron. most, I, I say LeBron retires probably at the age of 44, 43. I'm going to say he retires at, oldest, at, oldest 40, at 47. 47. <laughs> Bro, he, he will be uh, able to reap social security at that age. No. <laughs> Not actually, but... No, 47 is outlandish. I think it's... I, I think say it, 43 is probably an age... That's max. Well, that's only that's only five more years, bro. I know it's sad and scary to think about. I think LeBron James, if he really wanted to, could outlast Bronny and Bryce in the NBA. You really got to uh, hop on that Kawhi uh, Kawhi Leonard load management. He bro. would, yeah, that's he'd absolutely case. have to. He'd be playing like <laughs> he'd play like twenty eight games a year. Yeah, literally. But that's twenty eight wins oh right there. God. Could be, could be. Depends on. <laughs> How his twenty-eight games affect uh, team chemistry? <laughs> uh, I think I think LeBron inserting LeBron James into the lineup for twenty-eight games. Four, Forty-seven is kind of crazy. That's almost a decade away. Forty-seven. That's yeah. I think yeah, Le- it's I think LeBron nine out, years. I think LeBron outlasts Steph. I uh, yeah, I would be shocked with that. I think I mean, I, he's definitely hasn't had the injury history that Steph Curry has more or less been plagued with especially the lower body injuries that Steph always, unfortunately, you know, seems to maintain and get. Yeah. Um, I mean, Steph's only yeah, three years I mean, younger than LeBron. Yeah. It's not like Steph Curry's crazy 
uh, crazy younger. It's only three years. He's what? So 35, right? Yeah, he's 35. Yeah. I mean, if Steph Curry retires at 39 years old, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that'd be LeBron playing at 42. You can see my dog and my girlfriend 42. in the background. I do see. I do see. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if LeBron uh, outplays Steph Curry. Man, that'd be crazy. Curry, Imagine Curry Steph retires and LeBron's still yamming on fools. Yeah, he's still, he's still uh, playing for championships or in the playoffs. He's still like the league. guy on a team that is Catching like Catching oops from his son. Oh, so yeah, literally. Which, oh, speaking of his son, I'm thinking of Bronny specifically. He did just commit to USC oot, oot. Um, this past weekend. And he'll be the first member of the James gang to go to college. He will be. I'm excited for him. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And USC coach, Eric, Mo- uh, what do you call it? Blanking on his last name. Um, coach Eric. Eric Moberly. Okay. Yep. Father of Evan Moberly on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Who Isaiah Moberly is in this draft. Okay. Okay. But the Cavs own the 2024 uh, first round pick, which if, Bronny James decides to leave after one year, would probably fall into the range of where they would pick high teens. Um, LeBron Bronny James to Cleveland. LeBron Bronny James Jr. is not going to last past ten. I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. Let's see how he performs freshman year. So, n- has nothing to do with performance. You draft yeah, LeBron James Jr. You get LeBron. You'll get LeBron. It's it's your la- you're drafting LeBron. Drafting LeBron and his son. Like that's crazy. Also, how cool is it going to be when LeBron James Jr. and LeBron James are playing together? Like I will lose my mind. That'd be pretty dope. We would have to get every home, uh, every home game would be sold out. We would have to get jerseys. Yeah, one of That'd us would be, be LeBron. The other one would be Bronny. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I'm too. One would be LeBron. The other one would be LeBron. And then we're one no of us is just know. rocking a Sierra Canyon Bryce James jersey. Yep, there you go. There you go. He's on the up and up too. Um, I think Bronny yeah. James is not going to last past 10 because of the fact that they're getting LeBron as well. That's it, fair. It's going to be weird seeing LeBron in another jersey. Um, Unless it's Cleveland. Unless it's Cleveland. Even that, I, I'd be so weirded <laughs> out. I think Cleveland has the him go back. most ugly jerseys in the entire NBA. Okay. I think it's boring. Okay. I think their color sucks. I think... I'm trying to think of someone else that I don't like. The closest the thing in grossness like. I can think of is the Utah Jazz black and yellow jerseys. Yeah, ours year. are really bad. Really bad this year. The The primary ones that we rolled out are the the worst jerseys in the league but the purple is beautiful it is the purple is so nice and even like even and with that i wish they would have went back to that yeah but even with that your regular jerseys are fine like i have no problem with your mm-hmm. with your white and your blues yep um yeah those are nice cleveland's regular jerseys suck the red yeah i think it's just i i don't <laughs> it looks like um do you remember the cleveland browns jerseys that were white and like mm-hmm. they're orange and it would just said like Cleveland here. Yep. It looks kind of like that, that except with a worse color. Cause I love those Cleveland jerseys that everyone thinks is ugly. Mm-hmm. I love those things. Yeah. But everyone okay. thought they were ugly. And then Cleveland has these jerseys 
with the thing on the front and the ugly. I hate that color red. I think it looks bad. Give them a rebrand. I'm like sick of it. No more Cavaliers. Red. Yeah, it's like a crimson, like a wine. It's the whole name? Yeah, rebrand it. Rebrand it for Damn. new colors, bro. I'm shaking my head, guys. I'm shaking my head. I wouldn't go that far. Really? Um, rebrand I could kind of get behind the red. Yeah, I could get behind the uh, switching up the color scheme, but okay, that, that's a hot take and a half with a... It wasn't... It wasn't... <laughs> changing the name on them, dude. I didn't mean the full thing. You know what I meant. Uh, no, I got you. <laughs> I got you. I'm coming out hot, though. I was coming out hot. I was coming out... I was taking names... Also, I would like to shout this mm-hmm. out. I just saw this on Twitter. This is the first time the Philadelphia 76ers have won a game five um, at an away court. Like a game five yeah. away game ever. Okay. History of... History of the, the 76ers. 76ers. Oh my... It's crazy. Team of destiny. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm going to just keep saying this stuff. Uh, rally you up, bro. I just <laughs> I'm gonna keep I made us explicit. <laughs> you did. It wasn't me. I came close a couple times too. I came really close. Uh, way to go, Trey. Oh, it's never me either. <laughs> no, it's not. I think maybe twice in the history of uh our 33 episodes now. I don't think twice. ever, bro. No, I'm saying this might have been the second time. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. It's rare though. We did it. Mama, we did it. Yabby, we did it. <laughs> I used to pray for times like this. I swear to God. Swear to God. Uh, but um, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Crazy stat, though. Crazy stat. You hit us earlier with uh, the game five, how they haven't won since 2001, and now you're saying at an away court ever. Yep. That is crazy. Yep. All right. I like that, though. That being is said. Is that also in the second round or just game, ever. game fives? Any wow. game five as an away court, I believe. I can double that's check. Beautiful. I can double check my source. Yeah. No, yep. you're cool. You're cool. Nope. First time ever. Yeah, that is beautiful. That's beautiful. It's crazy. Um, I do want to go back a little bit. Uh, talking Steph Curry, LeBron James. It's only fitting. We talk about their playoff series together. Mm-hmm. Um, highly anticipated. Drew in the most ever, like, uh, second round viewership for a game one the NBA's ever had. Which, understandably so, you have LeBron James and Steph Curry both seeking their fifth rings. Um, And they're probably the two biggest names in the sport. I would say they're both both top five. Better part of a decade. Yeah. Yeah, better part of a decade. Those two are always top five jersey sales. So, um, I've loved the series so far. I haven't been let down. Um, Maybe if you want to see it go seven, you were hoping the Warriors would have pulled out last night's win. But you have a ridiculous offensive explosion from a guy coming off the bench, Lonnie Walker, who had 15, which is the first uh, Lakers player since Kobe Bean Bryant to have 15 in a fourth quarter. So outstanding. And I always hear this um, from players, coaches, whoever, analysts of the game, saying when the home team or whatever is, you know, okay, when a team's at home, you always want your role players to play better and they should play better because obviously you're at home. So they have the atmosphere. So the role players stepping up and that's what we saw last night with Absolutely. Lonnie Walker. Uh, Rui Hachimura has also been tremendous this playoff series before game four. He was outscoring the entire Lakers bench by himself yeah. by like a point or two. So 
Lakers benches has definitely been stepping up way more than I think what a lot of people would have expected just with a team led by LeBron James, Anthony Davis. So, and D'Lo throw that man in there. He's, he's had a solid playoff series too, but yeah, Lakers lead in three, one going back to golden state. So I don't know what, uh, what other thoughts you have on that Trey? Uh, I just want to add in Lonnie Walker from the university yes. of Miami. Uh, yes. When he was signed to play with the Lakers, it was really questionable because bro is not really like a three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a mid range driver, guard, bro. very athletic. Um, he was very good at Miami. And then when he was playing for the Spurs, he was still the same guy he is like to this day, right? Mm-hmm. He's still, um, going to get you buckets within, within the arc. Uh, he's not like the greatest three point shooter, but he can hit him if left open. Yep. Um, really good attacker, really good driver. Um, he he scored all 15 of his points because he went six for nine, 15 points, two for two from free throws. He scored all 15 points in the fourth quarter. Um, was a super vital piece. That's really unfortunate, Nathan. I'm sorry. I know. I, I got. Thank you, Trey. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, Gabby didn't give Nathan a fist bump, so I had to give him one. His drunk. Um, but he scored all 15 in the fourth quarter, which they needed every point of it. Uh, I saw him multiple times yes, ISO on Steph. He ISOed on Clay once. He hit a, a well. He didn't ISO on Clay. He hit a inbound mid range screen play on Clay Thompson. Great play. Um, gr- good Love job, Darvin Ham. Great play design. Great, just like ability to knock down shots when it mattered for for mm-hmm. Lonnie. He took the lead over Steph Curry on a long two again. Um, did everything they really needed him to do. I think he only hit one three. And then the other five were all mid ranges, and they had the two free throws at the end. Yeah, Lonnie Walker was super important to that to that win. Without him, they don't get that yeah. win. Three, yeah, they won by three, so they needed every single point that that man gave them. Mm-hmm. So. I legitimately think that he is the fourth highest paid player on the Lakers. Wow, going going into the season, he was the fourth highest paid player. Yeah, fifth, fifth highest. Okay, because it was. Um, a, uh, LeBron, AD, Russ, um, Pat Bev was making $13 million at the beginning of the season, and then it was gotcha. Lonnie making like four point five, because he has their whole mid-level exception. So Lonnie, yeah. I hope I, I hope he comes back to the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed seeing him in this in that area, um, in that mm-hmm. in that team in that system. I feel he's been really big mm-hmm. for them. So big fan yeah. of the Lonnie Walker. Happy that man succeeded. Also. It's really paying off um, Rob Polinka's trade that he made with the Russ Westbrook package, getting all these is. players back. Um, this death is really yep. the key to their playoff run right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, Anthony Davis, I think, has been tremendous. Um, he finally snapped his every other game, really good performance for the series. It, it was funny looking at the stats, looking at points and rebounds. Uh, game one, he, he was really good. Game two, really bad. Game three, really good. Game four, really bad. And then, uh, or game three, really bad. And then game four and five, he's he snapped that. So he strung together a couple games, really good games in a row, which when you're Anthony Davis, bro, and last night they had Draymond Green matching up against them, you have to take advantage of that. Shout out Kevon Looney. He's been terrific, um, doing everything he can. He has been a little bit of an injury, which is why he didn't start, but He's still been really effective on offensive and defensive glass, which 
I, I think he's outperformed my expectations um, for the series because he's given up, I don't even know how many inches to a seven-footer and Anthony Davis, but he's been really good. But that being said, AD stepped up big time, and this is a perfect time to catch 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 your stride. Yeah, um, I think if you can kind of ride the AD wave up until the finals, that'd be ideal. And then I'm not saying preserve or save LeBron because you won't be able to without you know giving up games. But if LeBron can kind of ride the AD wave until the finals get there, and then you know, LeBron does LeBron things in the NBA Finals, then I think that'd be ideal for their success. Yeah. Really good series. It's been a lot of fun watching the Lakers um, succeed over the Warriors. I'm also not the biggest Warriors fan, but that also helps. It is. Um, it does help. Yeah. Uh, I, I've enjoyed seeing Jordan Poole struggle outside to get his Game 2 performance with six threes, but he's been damn near unplayable with his lack of defense and He's so inconsistent offensively. It's been rough. And that's kind of been the story of this year is his offensive struggles and just not being able to string together good offensive games or efficient offensive games, um, which I think's really killed him. I'm not saying it's all Jordan Poole's fault because I'd also like to see a little more out of Andrew Wiggins coming back, uh, a little more out of Clay Thompson because, again, outside of that game two performance, he – hasn't been the clay that we've all known to, you know, known and love over the past decade plus. So, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. I think, though, Lakers being up 3-1, LeBron's not going to be on the other side of a 3-1. Um, so th- this series is a wrap. Dang. But, yeah, that's all I got for you. Calling it's it a, wrap a wrap, already. dude. I'll never call it a wrap, until, it a wrap until a series is over. Till the fat lady sings? Till the fat lady sings. I'm scared of every team coming back. Word. Okay. Except for, except for the Knicks. <laughs> except for the Knicks, dude. Yeah. Except for the Knicks. They, might, they might steal one more. <clears throat> you know, even so, you know, Lakers and six. Lakers and six, yeah. Heat and six. More, more than likely. Yeah, Sixers and six. Sixers and, s- <laughs> and something, hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah. What are you saying? No, no, no. I, I'm in the same boat. Um, I, I think I think this. The Warriors are probably done. Um, I don't think LeBron lets it get to a game seven. Um, I, I hear mm-hmm. what you're saying too about trying to preserve LeBron and ride the AD wave. Um, it definitely be helpful if they can, you know, just kind of sit with, yeah. with AD. That being said, I do think the Lakers lose game five. Okay. Um, I think that they, yeah, I mean- I, th- I think we see AD play 29 minutes. I think we see LeBron play 30 minutes. And then if they don't win in that, you know. Yeah. Let them rest it. it. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay. I think. I it, mean, it's the a- only thing I, I would say with not trying to play them more minutes is why wouldn't you want those couple extra days of rest? Because all likelihood, the Nuggets and Suns will at least go six games, if not yeah. seven. Um, and we'll talk about that right after this. So. I don't know. You want to take those those days off that you can get, especially with the age of your superstar LeBron James at 38 and injury-prone Anthony Davis. So, I don't know. I would like to see him get similar minutes to what they have all series. Obviously, unless Absolutely. it's a blowout, then you don't play him. But, yeah, no, we'll that, see. We'll that's see. what I'm saying, though, is I think it's going to be more of a, a blowout in this situation. 
Um, okay. I think with Steph Lake, backed into a corner, he's going to shoot the ball like crazy. Um, and just, yeah, I think we're seeing like a, a Steph 45 piece before the series over. I dig it. Yeah. 45 and a loss. For 45 and a loss. That'd be, well, we'll see. We'll see. That'd be a LeBron James stat Outlandish, line. Outlandish, bro. That's a LeBron, that'd be a LeBron James yeah. stat line. Uh, good Lord. Yeah, I, I saw I someone it. the other day say LeBron James is the most unlucky superstar. Pretty unlucky. It's I, I don't even know if it's unlucky. unlucky. I think the league is just so talented now. And so it's so diluted yep. with talent, right? Because it's so everywhere. It really is. There's no team where really they have no super valuable pieces. Maybe the mm-hmm. Spurs... Yeah. Like that's probably the most depleted team in the NBA and that's still mm-hmm. Kellen Johnson's still there, Jeremy Sochan's still there. Yep, they they still have dudes that could score the ball. Yeah, I mean they're not so. an awful team. Like you put that team in the 90s, it's probably like, you know, like a 6 seed. Yeah, make, make the playoffs. Probably that's make just the playoffs. reality of it. Maybe win a playoff series. Yeah. Good. Who like, knows? Yeah, it's it's crazy how talented the league has become. Mhm. It really is. That's why you got to appreciate it. Appreciate what we have here. Yes, sir. But um, what I've been appreciating is the back and forth of the Nuggets and Suns series. And I've also been appreciating the greatness of Devin Booker. And I've been riding his wave. I wrote it uh, last series against the Clippers, but he's been phenomenal to say the least. Um, Offensively, what he's doing right now is absolutely insane. I don't know if you've seen some of the statistics, but uh, he's shooting something like 75% from the field the past two games. Like 75, bro, from the field. Now you're like, that, it's ridiculous. that includes the three-point arc. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's insane. I, I don't know. I don't think he can sustain that because no NBA player ever, unless you're Walt Chamberlain going up against even him never had seventy five percent on yeah. a, on a season. Seventy five percent, yeah. The uh, Nuggets Sun series has been awesome. Um, that's all without Chris Paul too, for the Suns their wins, and he's out again tonight. And they're playing right now. Um, I did see something. I forgot what NBA analyst said it, but he basically said that he likes the Suns more without Chris Paul on the court. And with him, just because they're able to play at a faster pace without Chris Paul on the floor, given yeah. his age. And he definitely does slow, slow the Phoenix Suns down offensively a little bit. If you were able um, to find a way I to did. put like a like someone with downhill speed, like Russell Westbrook type player into that starting mm-hmm. five and have Chris Paul run the second unit unit as a slow pace, like efficient basketball yeah. team, it's over. Maintain the game. Yeah, that'd be, be awesome. Be crazy. Ideal. Yeah, I'd, maybe they go after someone like that in the offseason. Maybe. I do, I do, going back to your 75%, I do, Yeah. I had to double check real quick, but I do know the only player to yeah. ever shoot above 75% on a season. Who? It happened two years ago. I'll give you a hint. Two years ago. Okay, two years ago. Playoffs. Uh, no, no, no. Whole be, season. No, not 70, 72 games. Oh! <laughs> 72 games? Set played 72 games. Gotta be a center. Gotta be a center. It's a center. Bam. No. Brooke. No. Brooke Lopez. Rudy Gobert. Starting center. Uh, still no. 
Um, Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. <laughs> okay. Uh, New York team. Yes. Okay. Nick Claxton. No. Oh, he probably didn't get enough. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. No. Is it the Nets though? No. Mitch Rob. Yep. Mitchell All Robinson, right. Robinson uh, shot 76% two years ago. Okay. Across a 72-game wow. season. He broke the record. Yeah, hey, Booker's stuff means nothing, then. Yeah, he broke the record for um, field goal percentage for a season that he had set mm-hmm. two years prior when he set it at 74%. Jesus, that's awesome. Shout out to you, Mitch Rob. That being said, do more in the playoffs. That being said, you are not a good center. Yeah. That being said, win a game. That being said, you're still, you're still too foul-happy, bro. Very foul-happy. Very foul-happy. No, I didn't mean you to know interrupt you. I think your... uh, for the value of his pick, pretty good. Pretty good. Second round, late second-round guy. So. Yeah, I didn't, wanna, didn't mean to interrupt your, your, your D-book. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. I He's not going to sustain it. Um, but it seems like whoever's at home is going to win the game. So Yeah, it feels like that. If that's the case, then... Nuggets are, are in luck for having a good regular season because uh, they'll go seven. But mm-hmm. I also think they need to win game five tonight at home um, if they want to have a chance just because Phoenix has been so electric um, at home. Their role players last game stepped up really big um, with a limited bench too that the Suns have. That's also very crucial because when you look at everyone else's roster right now in the NBA, Suns probably have the worst bench out of all the remaining teams. Easily. I'm cool. I'm cool with saying that. Yeah, I'm cool with saying that. Um, yeah, so game five's a must win for them. So Absolutely. we'll see. We'll see. I think the Nuggets do go on in advance, maybe in seven. I hope so. so that's well said. I hope so. Yeah, you hope so? I do. Wow. Why is that? I would rather... Nikola Jokic gets to the Eastern Con- or the Western Conference semis than Kevin Durant. Okay. I also I'm I I think the Suns are you annoying. You say this as I'm wearing a, a KD jersey right now. I do. I I think the Suns are annoying. Okay. I feel like uh they they cool. accomplished That's nothing, cool. nearly nothing. They did get a Western Conference Finals or Western Conference Championship. Um mm-hmm. but they've accomplished nearly nothing. Finals a couple of years ago. Finals a couple of years ago. Uh, they they think they're still like the hottest team in basketball, um, which they would be if mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre was still there. But so true, tsunami poppy. Tsunami tsunami <laughs> poppy. Um, but yeah, That's goes by, bro. That's I do think it's probably going to go to seven. It's a it's a really back and forth okay. series. Um, D book is always that guy. Um, I think he's reestablished himself as the number one shooting guard in the NBA. Yeah, he definitely has. I think he's repassed D Mitch because it's always D Mitch or D book is your number yep. one shooting guard in the NBA. And I think it's D book. Yep. By far. I think there's a lot of, I like, yeah, I like Mitchell that. a lot in the regular season. Um, yeah. Playoffs, this playoffs, Devin Booker's definitely reclaimed that torch. I do want to say, I think Devin Booker right now is my number one playoff performer. And then Jimmy Butler. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's a hot take. Yep. That's a hot take. D-Book is one for me, and then I got Jimmy Butler, too. Okay. I respect it. I'm not against it. I just disagree yep. with it. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know what? I'm okay with that. Who uh, 
Who's your number one? Jimmy. Is it Jimmy? Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> no one Fair else. Enough. He's him. Yeah. All right. I respect it. Yeah, I don't know. I only say that because in, in the wins that the Suns have had so far in this postseason, it has been more D-book-led, which is really impressive considering you do have arguably the best player or one of the best players in basketball and Kevin Durant went healthy. So when you could say Devin Booker has been the best player and the main catalyst on those teams and mm-hmm. responsible for those wins, I'll give him the nod. I only say Devin, or I only nod. say Jimmy Butler because in my life, I've only seen one person become as dominant as Jimmy Butler has been in this playoff series. And that's LeBron Fair enough. when he was down three, one. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I genuinely I don't think you can go wrong either way. It's either or. Um, yeah. Is D-Book 2 then for you? D-Book 2. Easy. Okay. I, my yeah. 1 and 2 are so far ahead of everyone. Oh, yep. No, I, I'd agree. I'd agree. Because I think when you look, like, or at least this season, um, the stars, the superstars will have their dominant games. But yeah. then again, they haven't been as consistently dominant as D-Book and Jimmy Butler have been. Which isn't to say that they haven't been as good. Again, they've been great in their own respective role, but these two players have been playing out of their out of their mind. So, yeah, that's all I gotta say for that. That's all I gotta say either. Yeah, we uh, successfully covered our, our playoffs, kept you guys up to date, and we do have a little more fun that uh, has come out. And le- yesterday we had the first team, first and second team all rookie come out, and I'll. Riddle off those names for you right now. We had Paolo Boncaro, uh, unanimous first team. Jalen Williams from the OKC Thunder, uh, the forward. Um, Walker Kessler, the center. Uh, Keegan Murray and Benedict Matherin from Indiana. And second team was led by Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, uh, Jabari Smith Jr., Jeremy Sokan, and Tyree Eason. Tari. Yeah. Two Rockets players. Huh? Tari Eason. Tari, my beard. <laughs> Tari Trey, thank God I have you here. I got yeah. you. That's our first team. Um, I think when you look at the rookies, they got it right. As right as they could. Yeah, first I, team, I, I wouldn't agree. change anything with that. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I do I do like how they do all rookie. Is um, mm-hmm. There's no positions in voting this, right? Like, there's four yeah. forwards and a center, and that's the way mm-hmm. all NBA teams should be, I, I believe. So, like, there's yeah, no I mean, reason earlier, that Giannis, Jokic, and Giannis shouldn't all Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid shouldn't all be at All NBA first yeah. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you had a, a good take earlier in the year, just saying whoever receives like the most MVP votes, that should be how you determine your All, only, NBA. all NBA teams. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad about it. I mean, when you look at who's the best players, that's how you should go. I like that a lot. Obviously, we know that's not the case. Um, they're more position favored and heavy. So I think it's the right. it should be. I agree. I agree. It truly acknowledges the the players who had the best seasons and yeah. are respected amongst amongst the media, their peers, coaches. But yeah, and then we also have the defensive team, <laughs> led by your defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr., Drew Holiday. Milwaukee, Brooke Lopez, Milwaukee. I had to say that just because of uh, the slander I was giving them earlier. Um, Evan Mobley 
Cleveland, Alex Caruso, first team um, as a guard for Chicago, Derek White, Boston, Draymond Green, Golden State, OG Ananobi, Toronto, Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks, Memphis, and Bam Adebayo, Miami. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Um, I do wish Joel was in there, and I do wish Giannis was in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of crazy that, I don't know, Dylan Brooks got it over Giannis. Yeah. I Yeah. No, I'd agree. I No, keep going. My bad. No, you're good. It's just, um, I know, so if we're going off of, like, the lowest appoint, opponent field goal percentage, right? Yep. It was Giannis. He allowed mm-hmm. 41.3%, which is the number one okay. in the NBA, which he's he's def- he, he's mm-hmm. defending me in every single position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he should definitely be on there above Dylan, above Draymond. Um, I understand why he wouldn't be first yeah. team because Mobley and Jaron Jackson are both you know mm-hmm. that guy. Also finalist. Um, yeah. So they kind of have to be there. Brooke Lopez deserves to be there. Um, yeah. I thought Bam Adebayo being there instead of Nick Claxton was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm, no, not, I'm with you. I'm um, mad at it. To your point about uh, Joel not being on it, he did technically receive more votes. Not Joel. Or mo- more voting points. Yeah, no, Joel uh, for DPOY this year. Yeah. And Bam did. Um, so if we are just, again, looking back at uh, – some of the big awards that, you know, acknowledge our specialists per yes. se. Um, I'm shocked to see Joel, who's also a center, not yes. getting the nod over, over Bam. But yeah. it's what it is. I'm not too terribly mad. Like you said, um, maybe I'd, I'd remove Draymond and, and Dylan Brooks. Um, but that's it. I mean, Gian- really Giannis changed. needs to be on this list. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I look, look in favor of there. And as a wise Paul George said early in the year, Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Great defender. Yeah, put Giannis but, and Herb Jones, replace yeah. Dylan and Draymond, and that, that's my list. I'm fine with Bam being there. Yeah. I would rather Nick Claxton mm-hmm. be there over Bam, and I'd rather yeah. Joel be there over the Bam. But I can't say... Yep. Like I think Joel is, should be DPOY every year. You know, I, I can't say I'm unbiased in my, <laughs> Joel, in my Joel choice. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think it was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I think it still just it blows my mind that Giannis isn't on that list after leading the league in a no, field goal percentage. It really is. So, mm-hmm. you know, no. be what I'm it be, right though. there with you. It do be what it be. And looking forward to the rest of the week, we do have the All NBA team coming out tomorrow at 5, 5 p.m. Eastern or Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday, we have the Teammate of the Year Award. Um, coming out at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So, so the what award? Teammate of the year. Is that every year? Is that a thing? Am I uh, casual? Yeah. Who won it last year? Do you know? It, it's big. But, uh, ooh, I want to say someone on the Bucks actually. Okay. Teammate. Interesting. Of the year. I have no recollection of this award. No, that's fair. I just, kind of a weird one yeah drew holiday won it last year interesting all right go with it uh-huh there you go there you go if you didn't know now you know now you but, know uh yeah so 
I do believe that concludes our our NBA award winners and um, team placers. <laughs> I don't know how you uh, describe the all NBA teams, all defensive NBA teams. and all rookie team winner. I don't know either. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is what it is. It yeah, is what it is. so a couple more exciting things, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's all we got for you guys today. Yeah, I mean it's been real. It's been fun, and it's been real fun. You know, not bad for our first long distance podcast. Exactly. Exactly. If you have any tips on how we improve this, though, let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. Feel free to reach out to us on any of our various social medias or even email us at 50 shades of NBA pod at gmail.com. Bam. Bam. Yeah. With that being said, deuces. Deuces.